You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. One of the things that we see a lot of in our culture is, is what is truth? The reason I wanted to share this video with you is not because... Uh, I wanted you to be shocked and appalled, and you probably should be, but I wanted you to see that not everybody believes the way that we do. Not everybody believes that God is God, and there's no question. But here's the problem. In a world full of relativism, and that's what we live in, truth is relative. Everybody has their own truth. You know, you've heard this, and you've seen it on your Facebook, is I... I know you feel that way, but, right? Or we get on Facebook, we get on social media, and we spend all this try- time trying to convince each other to believe the way that we believe. But guys, I got news for you. You ready for this? Truth is not a matter of your opinion. Because if truth were a matter of your opinion, then it would not be truth. The way God feels about you, the way God created this world, the way God did things, the way that God does things is not a matter of your opinion. Here's what I want us to understand. We are not big enough to come up with our own truth because the creator of the universe dictated that truth to us. And so we don't need to get into the business of God. We just need to stay in our lane. Stay in our lane. Our lane is what? Being obedient to God. Good morning. Welcome to Hope Church. It's going to be an awesome day at Hope Church. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Amos chapter 7. If you'd like to follow along in the black Bibles there in the uh, chair in front of you, it is in page 721. I know some of you uh, like, to, like to feel the paper in your hands, right? Uh, so if you like to feel the paper in your hands, uh, then there. Another topic that is, that is hotly debated uh, today is spiritual authority. Spiritual authority. We feel like we are all our own spiritual authority. We feel like we get to dictate what God says to us and this and that and all that. Which, there is an element of truth to that, but we have to understand, God set up a spiritual order. He set up a spiritual authority. Just like in our country, I can't drive off this parking lot and go 70 miles an hour down Nolan River Road. What's going to happen? I'm going to get a ticket, right? But here's what I'm going to tell the police officer, and Terry, you can tell me if this works. I'm going to say, sir, I believe that the Lord told me to go 70 miles an hour, and you can't tell me any different. How's that going to work for me, Terry? No. No, okay. (laughs) Why? Because there are laws, there's authority in our life. So why do we say that we get to trump what God has set in place. What God has set in place is far greater than what we can ever understand. And so we have to understand that God has set in place leadership in the church, leadership 
in this world, spiritual authority in this world for us to follow. It's not always convenient. You know, I even as your pastor have to follow spiritual authority and leadership that we have in this church. We have an elder board. Do the elder boards and I always see eye to eye? We don't always see eye to eye, but that's why we're together. We're iron sharpening iron, making this church better. But I won't ever do anything apart from what the elders ask me to do on purpose. Why? Because the Lord has set that as the spiritual authority of this church. And so this is one of my quotes for today. I'm getting a quote right off the bat. It says, when there is no leadership in the church, there's no direction or purpose. When there's no leadership in the church, there's no direction or purpose. So what I'm saying to you is sometimes you don't like the leadership. Sometimes we grate on your nerves. I get it. But what I'm saying is, is if there is no leadership, there is no direction. And I guarantee you, I've seen it in this church. I've seen it in many churches. When the leadership falters, the church cannot flourish. When the leadership falters, the church cannot flourish. So today, what I want to get across to you in this feel-good, lovey-dovey message, if you haven't noticed, we're taking a break from the five shades of gray. I just felt the Lord put something heavy on my heart. We will continue next week with a good message on boundaries. Um, It will be maybe a little bit lighter than this. Uh, and then we have two more weeks of five shades. So if you came looking for that, I apologize, but the Lord put this fresh on my heart today and I felt like I needed to say it. But what we're talking about today is how can we determine the will of God? How can we determine the will of God? I hear this often and I see this taken advantage of often. You know, you ask, you ask a Christian, hey, will you do this for me? And they're usually their response, instead of saying no, it's I'll pray about it. Really? Is that our no these days? Or if, or if somebody asks you to do something and you don't like it, your response is, well, the Lord told me to do that. Really? You're using God as your trump card? Whew, I told you this is a fun message. So, point number one. A plumb line is used to test. A plumb line is used to test. Now, you turn to Amos 7, uh, chapter 7, starting in verse 7. I'm going to read it. This is what he showed me. This is the prophet Amos talking. The Lord showed him a vision. Behold, the Lord was standing behind the wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Now, if you're a student of God's word, then you understand if something is repeated in in two sentences three times, Maybe you should uh, pay attention to it, you know, because not only just said, what is, behold, the Lord was standing behind a wall built with a plumb line, comma, with a plumb line in his hand. Amos is saying, hey, the plumb line is important. Now, I am not a construction guru, but I went to Lowe's and they had a plumb line. Anybody ever been to Lowe's? A couple people. So this is a plumb line. Now, how does the plumb line work? You let the weight go down. And I didn't roll it up very good, so it's nice and tangled up. But you let it stay there. And what does it do? Come on, construction people. Gives you a straight line. Now, what's, what's, 
good about this straight line. It does not change. Now, what this is saying in the Bible is, is this wall was built in a plumb line because they set the plumb line straight and then they put the bricks up against it so that the wall is straight all the way through. So what the word of God is telling you is that his word should be our plumb line. If you're looking for truth, God has given you a nice straight line to build our wall on. Now, this is really heavy, so I'm going to set it right here. I can't hold that the whole time. <laughs> and so, what I'm saying to you is metaphorically, when God draws near with the plumb line, he is the king for those people who are living and abiding in his grace and his law. So guys, what I'm saying to you is the Bible, the Holy Spirit, that is our plumb line. It determines whether or not our spiritual wall is built in alignment to God's word. Guys, do you want our, our lives to be built in alignment with God's word? Because if it's not, what's the point? God made it a point to inspire some men and women to write this book for you. He made sure that it lasted. It was finished in the first century and he made sure it lasted. He made sure that it was interpreted into English so that you could read it. So what do you think we should build our entire life upon? The word of God. And so guys, over the last few months, since October actually, I've been getting words over this church and it all centers around the plumb line. And I believe what God is saying to us is he's saying, get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. You know, and, and this is not to condemn anything that we do or anything like that. It's not a condemning message. This is a vision message. God is saying, get back to the basics of lives being changed. Get back to the basics of my word. Get back to the basics of my spirit moving amongst you. You know, guys, I shouldn't have to do things like coax you to bring your friends to church with prizes. That should just be something that you do. Now, some of you do a great job of that. And if you do, I want to say I appreciate you. And that's not to look down on the prizes that we gave away or anything like that. But what I'm saying to you is this. I should not have to reward you as your pastor for doing the things that God calls you to do. God calls us to seek and save the lost. He calls us to build disciples. And he calls us to be unified as the church. Building one another up. Why? For the sake of the gospel. Guys, the reason that we're called to have unity and harmony in this church is not so that we would feel good. God doesn't care about your feelings. God wants unity and harmony in the church. Why? So that the church moves forward. Because guys, I hate to break this to you. One day I'm not going to be here. Okay? It's just an inevitable fact that one day I'm to pass away. Okay? I, I'm not immortal. I'm not here to live forever. So my hope is, is if we do the correct things here at this church, it will last forever. And that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the Lord. 
And guys, what I want you to understand is this church is going to be built on him, not on me. And it should never be built on a personality. And if it's built on a personality, it will fail. Because you know what? I'm not God. I'm Todd. A little difference. (laughs) But a big difference, okay? Let us not get confused. There's two D's in Todd. (laughs) If you spell it the right way which no one ever does. I mean, it's hard. It's four letters. Is it really hard to... Anyway. Y'all ready for the fun part? Yeah, that wasn't the fun part. Number two, a plumb line is used to judge. A plumb line is used to judge. Amos 7, I'm going to be in 7a, or excuse me, 8a through 9. Then the Lord said, behold, I'm setting a plumb line in the midst of the people of Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate. And the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. What he's saying to Amos is, I'm going to destroy my people because they did not do what I asked them to do. Guys, do you want to be those people? These are the people that God brought out of Israel. He parted the Red Sea for them, made food fall from heaven. And you know what they do? They still go, you know what? I'm not sure. I just, you know what? You know, you made water come out of a rock, made food fall from heaven. You led us by a pillar of, of, of cloud by day and fire at night. I'm just not sure. Could you show us again? Does that sound familiar? Lord, could you do a dance for us? Lord, if you're real, could you do this? Guys, if you want a good, good rhetoric on our culture, just go read the people of Israel. Because we're the same way. But God destroyed them and sent them off into exile. Do you want that? Then we got to learn from it. And what God is saying, you need to lay this plumb line. The plumb line judges Everybody loves that word. Don't judge me. I'm drinking my pumpkin spice latte. Leave me alone. <laughs> Dear people, if you're going to Starbucks, just order coffee. If there's not coffee in the name, then it's not coffee. It is a milkshake. <laughs> if there is more milk than coffee, thus a milkshake. Do I need to get somebody saved this morning? Okay. Continuing on. The plumb line is a judge. What is the plumb line judging? It's judging what is straight. And what God's word and his Holy Spirit does is he judges what is true. Because we, as human beings, are driven by our emotions. Your emotions will fail you every day single time when you allow your emotions to be your life when you allow your emotions to be your guide it will ruin your life I only know that because I've seen it time and time and time and time and time and time again when truth is truth there is nothing that can be judged against it the plumb line is straight 
There's no arguing with it. Straight is straight. I mean, construction guys, if something's not straight, it's not straight, right? There's no, there's no, now, you know, before the foundation of the world, what really was straight? Right? That's foolishness, right? So why, why are we okay with the foolishness of God's word? You know, I, I just, I'll do whatever I feel like. Why do we, why do we allow that foolishness? when We will not allow the foolishness of, oh, that's straight. Because guys, God's word is unchanging. God's word is eternal. God's word is convicting. And God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay? Anybody ever cut themselves with a knife? Did it hurt? Okay, that's how the Bible should be. It should hurt. Because you, you need it. I need it. We need it. And if we don't allow God's word to use, to move in our lives, it won't change anything. So what I'm saying to you is when God makes you aware of a problem, we need to take care of it. When God makes you aware of a problem, you need to take care of it. Now, the makers of your car did you a great favor. They put lights on your dashboard. Amen, Noah? So when this light goes off, you should go, you know what? I think there's a problem. When you get the low oil light, you go, hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure that there's, there's, how do I know what is truth? How do I know that there is low oil in my engine? How do I, Lord, would you please reveal this to me? Do you really need to sit and think about it? Low oil, put oil in your engine. Right? You know, your low, your, your check your air tired gauge things comes on. Sorry, I'm not a, yeah, whatever it's called. Pastor. <laughs> Theologian. Not a mechanic. Hey, I got two mechanics on speed dial. I don't have to know jack about a car. Just letting you know, okay? And if they ever need anything, they call me. And they just keep going, just give me your keys and I'll take care of it. It's what they tell me. But guys, as the lights on our dashboard come up, the spirit puts a check in your heart. And why do we, why do we not pay attention to that? Because what happens if you ignore your low oil light for a long time? Your engine's going to burn up. It's going to become what's called a boat anchor, okay? Because it's going to be no good to you. That I do know, Noah. I don't know what it does. I just know it blows up and smokes. That's all I know. It cannot function. Thank you. But if you ignore a check engine light in your spirit, your life may blow up before you realize what's going on. So what I'm telling you today is that God has given you that spirit, that spirit of discernment to know good from bad. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is no confusion. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is no dissension. And so we have to understand that. God tells us that the evil one comes to seek, kill, and destroy, and steal all that is good from you. So what does this mean for us? 
we need all, we're all going to need a hug after this. And I tell you over and over, I've been dealing with this all week. Just been walking around in a bad mood. Anyway, number one, what is your plumb line? What is your plumb line? Now, I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to be honest. There's only two possible ways. Do, is, are you your own plumb line or do you allow God to tell you what's true? Because if we don't allow God to tell us what is true, it's not going to go well for us. Number two, are you using your judgment or God's? Are you using your judgment or God's? You know, I think the Bible tells us to lean not into our own understanding, but I think often we lean onto our own understanding. We try to understand what's going on. We try to understand what God is doing. But guys, I'm telling you, that's not always something that we can understand. That's not always something that God reveals to us right away. Sometimes God's answer is not right now. And sometimes his answer is, I need to do this. It needs to hurt a little bit now so that you can have all of my goodness later. Number three, as Pastor Mo comes back. Do you need a word from the Lord today? Do you need God to reveal something in your heart today? You know, God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? And so, I don't know what this looks like. In fact, I texted Mo, hey, I'm going to do something different. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm going to do something different. Can you, can you be my witness on that? Amen. <laughs> that was a yes or no. <laughs> Amen works though. <laughs> and so here's what I want us to do. I just want us to spend some time asking the Lord what we need to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to ask our prayer people to come up because I don't think we're going to need them today. But here's what I want to do. I want to ask the Lord to speak to us in this house today. Y'all good with that? Would you hit the lights for me, brother? Let's bow our heads. God, I just ask in this place, you would speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Lord, in your word, it says in the last days, young men will dream dreams, see visions. Lord, we're seeing that today. God is moving in a, in a mighty, powerful way today. So all week as I was praying, I just felt like, ask the Lord to give me something to pray for. And as I prayed, all I could hear, all I could hear, I tried to ask some, the Lord for something else. And all he gave me was this one word. There's people in the house today that need 
prayer for anxiety and depression. There's people in this place today that need the Lord to set them free from this tough force that that is holding them down. So here's what we're going to do. We are the ministers of the gospel. Amen? So I want you to minister today. I know as I'm saying this, this probably already wells up anxiety in in the people's heart that's dealing with this. But if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, I just want you to slip up your hand from where you are. Lord Jesus, we just pray today that you would just break the bonds of anxiety and depression. Lord, the evil one comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, in the way he does it many times, many times, is he attacks our minds. Lord, our minds are very powerful. Our minds are very powerful things. So Lord, I pray for healing in this house today. Lord, I pray that chains would be broken, Lord. Lord, I pray that anxiety and depression would flee in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that the bonds that have been holding them back, the chains that have holding them down, Lord, would flee from their lives. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that healing would come to this house today. Lord, I pray that we would no longer be bogged down by this heaviness in our heart. But Lord, I pray that we would be set free, set free to do all that you've called us to do. So Lord, I pray today for those that, that raise their hand. Lord, I know there's more in this place that need prayer that didn't have the courage to raise their hand. But Lord, I pray today, I pray today that the enemy would flee from this place. That healing would come to this house in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that everyone that raised their hand, Lord, would leave this place feeling better, would leave this place being set free, and would leave this place being empowered, empowered to do all that you have called them to do. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.